Emma-Leon Palmer is a British figurative oil painter who is completely and unapologetically herself. Her art features hyper-neon colors contrasted by a deep darkness. From making her own canvases to using the painting mode of the Renaissance, chiaroscuro, she's a classic painter with an edge. It is Tabitha Boyton and I, Rima Al-Adid's pleasure to have sat down with Emma and had this wonderful interview. Special thanks to Jane and Castle Fine Arts for allowing us the opportunity to do this in their St. Christopher's Place Gallery, where Emma's newest collection, Ecstasis, is on display till the 27th of February. Emma has competed on Sky Portrait Artist of the Year in 2017, where she painted Richard Grant. She has also hosted a solo exhibition of 38 portraits at the Watts Gallery and has went on to win the London Contemporary Art Prize. celebration of being alive, of being unapologetically, unabashed, just sensuality and movement and life force and being totally caught in your moment or, and, you know, not, not editing yourself in, in that way. That's really lovely. Yeah. Alright, uh, my first question for you is like, what was the inspiration behind this? Like, what got you into this mode of unabashed? Yeah, okay, so, oh, well, it was an evolution. Everything in art is an evolution, a curiosity, you know. Playfulness and curiosity takes you places. Also, um, all that deep thinking that goes on when you're stuck with a lot, you know, long periods of being on your own. And, you know, with lockdown, um, we've, we've really gone into, into ourselves, haven't we? We've pulled things apart and put them back together again. Um, my afterglow was, was very much about how we're detangling what's going on inside our heads and how we're relating to the energy around us. This is one step where we're at, it's actually about projecting our energy outwards. It's about spinning it up. It's about painting our own vitamins. It's about being sort of bold and bright and uplifting. There was this word that stuck in my head in lockdown. It was the word expansive. And... I'm a figurative artist with no figures sitting there going, oh my god, you know, I need I need these convo these creative conversations with another human being for me to paint. I, I need I need that life force, right? And I'm sitting in a cold studio on my own. Um, so I just I made the decision to close my studio for four months, which was hard for me because I'm a complete paint addict. And I, you know, it's like I didn't, I didn't know who I was, I was like, oh, I'm not painting, I don't know who I am, um, but was it I just said, when you back to it then? well, you know, it was hard, it, it was, yeah, I mean, I, I said, to, I just said, I'm not going to paint a single thing until I feel expansive, until I feel what I paint is expansive, and it adds Value. something, yeah. it adds something, I'm not just going to do it because I can, or I should, yeah. I'm not going to come in and push paint around it, the, you know, this this has to this has to be it has to tick the expansive box, and that happened. I mean, I just obviously it's a bit like a volcano. 
dormant volcano that sort of rumbles and like it's going to erupt at some point. So exhaust is the eruption, I suppose you could say. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been I've been looking at flow states for years. You know why I paint, the feeling I get when I paint, the feeling of um, of elation, of timelessness, of a sense when your ego disappears, when the sense of judgment goes, and you're just this conduit to to the thing, you know, the painting or the feeling, and it's the best feeling in the world, and you get it in so many different ways. Yeah. So really, it was like I want to capture this feeling. Um, you know, I put music on and I, I, I dance out, rock up, rave up, you know, all the time, and it was like I, that feeling, you know. You know, sometimes you're letting go, and you're, you only know, your head banging, or you're, or you're, I don't know what you're doing. You have a few glasses of wine in the kitchen, <laughs> you get the radio on, and you're just totally being yourself. Yeah. I said, like, that's the feeling I want to get. So, what's the process that you go through, a routine you go through, to create aside from dancing? <laughs> dancing, you know, it, well, it, yeah, I mean, dancing. I mean, it's also the sort of metaphor for it all, but about freedom and self-expression. Um, the process is quite a quite a interesting one. It's not it's not pre-composed. I I create time and space for somebody to just totally be. Um, and I black out my studio. I put like tin foil on my <laughs> so no light can come in, and it's totally black. And then um, I have my muse, and I basically it's a synergy between the two of us. I sit like pick pick some coloured lights or, you know, I've got all sorts of props, they're props in which to react to. I put, I put some music on, I put some, I don't know, whatever, um, we, we just play. Yeah, so it's not forced. There's nothing forced. Yeah, there's nothing forced. It's, it's, uh, it's flowing. So I take hundreds and hundreds of photographs documenting this episode of mucking about, <laughs> uh, playing, swishing, swirling, laughing, crying, talking, whatever comes out, something comes from that. I find that I look through the photos afterwards and I, I, and I find a, a number that speak to me. There's an X factor, there's a truth, there's, a, there's an essence, there's a, a vulnerability or a strength or some spirit that says I need to explore this it could be the photo or a number of photos sometimes it doesn't matter the photos are often grainy they're motion blur there's I don't know it's, it's done in the dark you know it's a funny process um, and yeah I mean I don't know how to use anything like photoshop it's my head is <laughs> tells me my head and my heart my intuition so yeah, I, I, that's how I, I then start making the paintings. I, I stretch the canvas, it's ritualistic, it's time consuming, it's physical, you know, I build up a sweat, <laughs> you know, and, and then I put the canvas on the wall and it's this white space of potential energy. Do you just get intimidated by the white canvas? Yes and no, but you know, we've been doing this for so long yeah. now that the canvas just, um, it's just a part of it, and now it's just exciting. It must be like, it must be like when, you have a snowboarder looking at like virgin snow. Uh huh. Okay, you're ready for me. What, 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 what fun are we going to get up to now? Are we, you know? So yeah. So you've talked about music, how it's like an inspiration for you, and I've noticed some of the pieces, or I think maybe a lot of them, are named after like classical music. Is that your reason behind this? Yeah. Um, 
music, um, it's an inspiration, it's more a, a, a trigger to a state of mind, like with painting, like a flow state, getting into that zone, getting into that happy place, getting into that feeling of, of something. So I don't pick a particular genre, uh, I listen to all sorts, but I wanted to name the paintings after the classical music terms. So we've got arpeggio, we've got aria, we've got crescendo, a cappella canon, um, all sorts, glissando. We've got a lot of classical music terms and I just really love the pairing of the classical and the contemporary and the futuristic because, you know, we're all growing with our feet from the past. Um, I'm a classical oil painter. My techniques, are, there's nothing in my paint that is not what was used hundreds of years ago. There's you no, make your own paints though, don't no, you? No, 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 I don't make my own. I buy um, a paint brand called Michael Harding, so they're all handmade, the, the best British oil paints. That, oh, he's not that British. He's got mu as much passion about his paints and his pigments yeah. as I do for my paintings, why wouldn't I use that? Um, you know, every colour has a story, every pigment has a story, uh, every and a characteristic. You've tended so, to go for uh, like purples and blues, is there any particular reason? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I have to admit, I do have a, a, rather, um, a, a rather fond love for the old Prussian blue. It is really nice. It is, <laughs> it is a, it, it's a beautiful pigment to work with. You, it, it's pretty dangerous, actually. It, it, it carries, it carries, it's strong, it's, it can be wonderful in glazes, but you can put it on neat and it has a wonderful kind of brassy red sheen if you put it on neat. But it also, it's a fast dryer, so if you mix it with um, other colours, it helps the, the other colours dry faster, so it's great to get your browns and darks. All my darks get mixed up with a, a bit of brush and blue in there, because... Um, you know, some of the some of the, colors, <laughs> some of the colours take bloody ages to dry. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, come you on. You know, this fragment is what we're waiting for. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, classical music terms. We've, we've got all that. We've, and, you know, classical oil painter. I love the the pairing of that with the, the kind of contemporary. So. I think a lot of people thought, though, that um, yeah. the white was actually neon, like, in actual... No, it's just all paint. It's all paint. It's yeah. It's obsession over decades of loving my materials, <laughs> playing with oil paint. Yeah. So what makes your art so distinctive to the sort of rise of other like neon-based artists? I think that's a question for you to answer. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I, I really like. It. I just think it's more feminine focused, which I think. Thank you. Um, I I won't say I only paint female body. I've painted all sorts throughout my career, but um, I am a woman. So what better if I'm expressing myself to, to express through um, the body, which I am also very familiar with because I have a female body. because every little step is, is another thing that adds to the, the journey, the, the, 
the tapestry that makes up the thing that's going to carry on further. You know, it's, it's just impossible to say that. Yeah, I can't answer that. I've had so many incredible experiences, and um, and and so many, and so many which make me blush. Or you know, I've got myself in so much trouble on so many occasions, <laughs> and I've travelled the world, and I've spoken to some incredible, incredible people, and I've I've had so many disappointments and so many What's incredible moments. <laughs> um, so many. It's difficult because it's all relative to that point in time, isn't it? You know, you could say that first time you enter a, a, an exhibition and you get rejected and that's the worst thing ever, but, but it's, you know, a it's just a growing point and that doesn't hold as much weight as something, you know, that would happen today. But yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had people tell me that, um, that oh, I don't even know if I can... I should say things that go on onto podcasts. <laughs> Actually, I, you know, um, I, I've dealt with some very Freudian thinking, shall we say, um, in the past, which has upset me. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me I can't do things, which, quite frankly, I've proved them wrong. <laughs> hand gestures going on here. Lots of hand gestures. Um, Winter, and you're it's trying to get cold. your paint to dry, <laughs> and you're freezing cold. Oh, and, was head uh, and there's no UV light coming from the sun to cure the paint. So you're just like, oh, please, dry. And literally watching paint dry. All those challenging things where you're trying to get something out of you uh, and put on the canvas. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, there's so many different um, things I could I could tell you. I mean. It's very difficult to, to sometimes paint something when you're feeling something else. And you start painting something that you're feeling joy, and then you have some bad news. And you, you always take that to the canvas, and then you think, I don't want to put that on. That, that comes out, and you have to reframe the mind to, uh, to kind of reset yourself back into that feeling that you're trying to continue with that piece of work. Uh, that showed itself in when we had lockdown. So I was starting a body of work, and then suddenly, within a couple of weeks, I'm painting a different world. The work that I could, was starting to create didn't have the same meaning to me as it did a few weeks before. How do I continue that piece of work? Do you have like a kind of like writer's block or an artist's block? Oh, always. Yeah. I <laughs> know, oh, not always. I mean, it's like, it's like I get, uh, but it's like surfing waves. So it's, you've got to be in the ocean to catch yeah. the wave, but and like paddle when you're in those fallow bits and those troughs and whatever to catch the next big wave. But yeah, when it, it's hard when you're in the flat thing. It's just, um, you've just got to be open and playful and curious. How many pieces do you produce like a year? Because obviously uh, sources, like everything. Yeah, how, how long is a piece of string? Um, oh goodness. Well, how do you know really when like the work is done? I, I wrote myself a rule, that's a good question. I wrote myself a rule about when a work is done. When it's when I stop looking at it and it starts looking at me. When it starts talking to me. 
But it says, hands off girl, I'm done. You know, don't add, I don't need to be added to, I'm, I've, I've got my energy, or my energy is bigger than you now, that I, I'm in control, not you. Well, done. Yeah, <laughs> step away from the brush. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Creativity is kind of hard to like take a step it back is. and be like, okay, it's done right now. It's like finished. It is. So as an artist, what's the best advice you've been given? Um, what's the best advice? Don't listen to a word that anyone else says. Um, I mean, listen to it, but then do what the fuck you want anyway. Because the thing is that as an artist, I think we we always think there's an answer or a magic pill, or we need to look at our who's gone before us to tell us to climb this ridiculous ladder that makes you either successful or not in art. You never get there. You never get there. You're always searching for God and you're never going to find it. You just keep searching because it's this, this divine thing that keeps you putting one foot in front of the other. So don't follow anybody else. Just follow your own inner voice and your work will, will evolve from that. That's lovely. What are your next steps then? My next steps, um, I'm going to take a few days to replenish my well because I've, this has had like 110% of me. I haven't uh, stepped away from, from the canvas for at least six months. And so I'm going to take a few days to yeah, <laughs> but also to get more ingredients to bake my cakes because my larder is it's all dry. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go um, see some friends and I'm gonna go I'm going to Budapest for a few days. Very nice. Yeah, exciting. Do you think that that trip will influence some of your work that you ever bring Everything comes into it, doesn't it? At some point. Um, but yeah, and then when I come back, I'm you know. I'm kind of, my creativity is like this, this wild creature that I've got on a little leash there. It's like, come on, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, ready, it's ready for the next big sprint, do you know what I mean? And uh, I, I'm really excited to, to get back on, yeah, back on to, to, to the new work that I'm going to be doing. It will be a continuation of this because, quite, quite honestly, this is what we all need right now. Is yeah. We need lots so of uplift and... Um, I, I have a lot of that in my soul that I need to get out before I can move on to the next, next project. project. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you think the exorcism is actually a continuation of afterthought? Like, oh, totally, yeah. It's a continuation, but it, you see, exorcism is more figurative. It's about your outward energy, how you're projecting, how you're. It's, it's, it's colour, it's, as I say, it's painting your own vitamins. Afterthought seems yeah. to be a lot more on, like, It is. So, um, Afterglow really was born out of me suffering from some horrendous panic attacks um, that cycled. And I looked into myself very deeply. Like, why is this happening? A uh, sort of stress, a lot of like, external things. So it, it was really, um, it was about how I was finding mindfulness in my own headspace, but also in the world around me. So you've got this kind of like, Flood of information, other people's zone, you know, other people's vibes and like auras and, and radio waves and all this stuff going on. And in the middle of it all, we're trying to find this little sense of who we are and a sense of calm and a, in between all this. Yeah, lockdown and not 
Well, that was pre- the after it was really pre-lockdown, oh, so that's okay. how that happened. So lockdown, yeah, lockdown was. From this point onwards. Yes, from this point onwards. So yeah, we've got the introspective, and then we've got the the outward energy, the spinning it up energy. 